0: Good evening, and welcome to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me as always is TV's Noah Hulihan. Snoochie Boochies. Yes, this week we are doing the two thousand show Clerks.
1: Yes, Clerks, the animated, animated series. series, not Clerks, the live action pilot, which is another thing that exists
0: and is apparently terrible, though I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh no! So uh, this was a show that ran about six episodes.
1: Exactly six episodes, actually.
0: Only two of them originally made it to air. Really? Yes, the other four were aired two years two and a half years later.
1: Wow! Yes, that's interesting.
0: Which two episodes do you think aired?
1: Well, uh, I would say that the first two episodes. Let, let, Let me let me do some out loud thinking before you jump on this. All right. The first episode is the one where the evil conglomerate. Guy comes and, like, tries to take over the, or tries to destroy the quick stop with his quicker stop. The beginning of that episode is, here is the lost pilot. Okay. That is not as good as the rest of this show. So, for now, patience. So, I'm going to say that that one was not aired. Okay. The second episode is a clip show, which is very funny because it's the second episode. How are you going to do a clip show? I'm gonna say that that is the first one that airs okay for maximum confusion okay um, and then uh, the the uh, the one with the the monkeys the, the the outbreak parody okay those are the two that I would guess aired
0: you ha- you're half right but wrong about the placement really yes uh, the two episodes that aired were ep- episodes Four and two. Four and two. Which one's four? Um, A dissertation on the American justice system by people who have never been inside a courtroom, let alone oh. know anything about the law, but have seen too many legal thrillers. <laughs> that is the title of the episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do all of these.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one. Uh, if you don't know, this is, of course, the animated series based off of the Kevin Smith independent film Clerks. Right. Which... Brought the world Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. As the most hateable, lovable side characters in a film.
0: Yeah, they are very much, uh, well, Silent Bob has about the same amount of lines he usually does. Jay is very much taken down a notch.
1: Yes. And uh, so we're following Dante Hicks and, uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? Randall. Randall... It's, it's, oh, he has like a. Graves. Graves. Randall Graves, yes. And Randall works at the video game store next, or not the video game store, the video rental store. Yes, which is a type of store that used to exist. Uh, and uh, Dante works at the Quick Stop. Yes, and these are their misadventures of running these stores.
0: Yeah, and they have the same boss.
1: Yeah, I guess like the, the same, same
0: person owns both.
1: Owns both. Yeah. So, you want to go episode by episode here in the way that it's meant to be seen?
0: Sure. So, the first episode is called Leonardo Leonardo Returns and Dante Has an Important Decision to Make.
1: It's a little strange that Returns is, like, in the first episode.
0: Yes, um, because the show takes place in Leonardo, New Jersey. Yes. Which is named for the billionaire Leonardo Leonardo's family. Right. Right. And we see, like, a clip of why it's named after his town. Well,
1: before we get into that, the, I want to talk about these weird cold opens. Okay. Because every episode starts with uh, the following show is not meant to uh, be any real event. The South
0: Park disclaimer. Y-
1: yeah. And then always, like, some snide comment. Right. And for this one, it's about how this episode's not very good.
0: Right. The following television show is entirely fictitious. Any similarity to the history of any person living or dead or any actual events is entirely coincidental and unintentional. Except we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits. All celebrity voices are impersonated and no celebrities have endorsed any aspect of this show. Is anybody still watching after all that? What follows is the fabled Lost Pilot to Clerks. Originally planned to air May 31st, 2000, it was lost on the test audience who hated it and was eventually lost under a pile of unaired Wonderland and Wasteland episodes. Unfortunately, someone found it and now you're going to have to watch it. Tune in next week for a much better episode. For now, though, Courage. Now, it says the original air date was to be uh, May 31st, 2000. Right. Which was the air date of the first episode they aired. Okay. Which was the fourth episode. Okay. So this was aired out very out of order.
1: And I I think before we even move forward, the thing that I think you need to keep in the back of your mind as we talk about this show is that this aired on ABC. Yes, it did. Which, like, every time they said something offensive, which is often, I was just filled with confusion.
0: You should be, because there's no reason this should have been on ABC. It's so weird. Uh, it was very nearly on HBO. That would make so much more sense. And you know who else wanted it? UPN. This would make UPN sense on UPN. UPN promised them 13 episodes in heavy promotion. Which were two things they didn't really get from ABC.
1: Yeah. Because, like, this would be great on UPN. You'd stick it with uh, Game Over... And uh, whatever that claymation show was. The PJs? There was another one where it was the two scummy dudes. <laughs> you put it on that block, you advertise it heavily during WWF Smackdown. It'd be great.
0: Yeah. So it starts... this. They also have like these weird cold open scenes. Yes. That are a little bit like The Office where they're kind of like a non sequitur that doesn't have anything to do with the plot. In this one, they drive a customer insane.
1: Yes, it's a, it's a reference to a movie, right? The Marathon Man. The Marathon is Man. Safe? Is it safe? Is it safe?
0: Which is a, a very famous scene.
1: I was unfamiliar with it. Is anybody here? Is it safe? Is what safe? Is it safe? Yes. It's safe. It's very safe. Is it safe? Listen, are you going to come out or what? Is it safe? This isn't funny. It puts the lotion on its skin and puts it in the basket. Shut up, man. Is it safe? Is it safe? Stop it! I just want some smoke! I just
0: want some smoke!
1: Is it safe?
0: <laughs> it's, uh, Lawrence Olivier, I believe, is a crazy dentist terrorizing Dustin Hoffman.
1: And he just kept saying, is it safe? Yes. And he goes crazy?
0: It's meant to be, it's a torture scene. It's a dental torture scene. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I like it. And then the next thing is, like, they do a Silence of the Lambs joke, Mm -hmm. where one of them is Buffalo Bill. Yes. And this man is coming for cigarettes, and then he bursts into flames and runs away.
1: Yes, he wrecks his car, and
0: it's very odd. But it starts the Kevin Smithiest way for it to start, with this, like, fairly well-known but also deep-cut movie reference. Yes. Like, Marathon Man is somewhat well-known, but was already, like... It's not one of those movies that is super in the front of the public consciousness nowadays.
1: I mean, I think something other than the last episode of this show. Every episode goes through the same arc where it starts off really feeling like Clerks. Yeah. And then ends in wacky town. Yes. So, to give you like a quick rundown of this plot... Is they, the, Leonardo, Leonardo comes back. Yes. Opens the Quicker Stop. Yes. And basically now every small business is going out of business. Right. To the point where even Jay and Silent Bob are now going to sell in front of the Quicker Stop.
0: But they're selling fireworks because they can't sell drugs. Cause it's that was save.
1: my question. Yes. Like they couldn't say marijuana, could they?
0: No. That's why they're selling firecrackers to kids.
1: Okay. So, they need to come up with a way to save the quick stop. Yes. And the way they do that is they start selling stuff at like 75% off. Mm Mm-hmm. And this causes Leonardo Leonardo to panic and try to hire them. Yes. This whole thing is very strange.
0: Yeah, they're going to turn the whole town into a north of the border theme restaurant. Oh, Because there's a whole, like, subplot with Canada. And there is a character that was supposed to be a recurring character of the King of Canada. Okay. Who was going to be voiced by Ben Affleck.
1: Ben Affleck was going to be the King of Canada? Yes. What are you on a boot?
0: Pretty much. <laughs> um, they also, this is when we kind of see this very dated 2000s humor, um, because they use a lot of words we don't really use now. Yes. Um, it's super, they call somebody queer as a derogatory term. I don't, I'm not sure if they
1: did. Because the, the line that I remember, and I'll play it here. I've seen this one a thousand times. It won a Humanitas. What's that? An award for TV shows that don't use words like retarded. That's retarded. And queer. And like, hearing those words on screen are, is just very confusing. And, like, I get that it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, times are different now. This is still
0: network television. Yes. Like. Retarded was one of those words that people used.
1: Yes. Like,
0: very, um, like, very casually Yeah. in I, the early 2000s.
1: I'm not sure if I've ever brought this up on the show, but I'm a wrestling fan. And... Around this time, they started calling Kane the Big Red Retard. Really? Yeah. And, like, it, it was it was X-Pac being a heel. Because we were supposed to sympathize with Kane as he gets picked on. But it is super weird going back and watching old wrestling and seeing children hold signs with that word Ooh. on
0: it. It's, like, just not a word that's appropriate to say anymore. Yeah, and, like, really in any
1: context. No. Other than right now when we're discussing it. We're not monsters. Uh, But, like...
0: Yeah, I actually hate that I said it to explain it. Yeah. But, like, it's one of those words that it's harder to explain.
1: It's harder to explain. I think if we had said the R word, people may not have gotten it. Yeah. Like, I, I think we're using it in the context of it is a word. Yeah, but like in today's vernacular, it is very—it's it's a very bad slur. Yeah, that like not a lot of people use anymore.
0: It's—it's it's gross, and like to it's,
1: use, it's not even used like clinically anymore. No, like that is not what that condition is called. Correct. So like, it's just very strange to hear it, and like I remember it being used very casually. When I was a child. Yeah. Like, we have moved away from it, and it's just very strange to see it on television. Randall also says, call, I, he calls someone a re-ree, I think? Yes. And it's, it's just very jarring.
0: And that's literally just like a phrase I haven't heard since I was in grade school.
1: Yeah. So this this is begs the question, because I remember looking at you at this point and saying, this is a weird 2000s time capsule. Yes. We're now that we're 20 years removed from the year 2000, we're getting close to the point where there will be a a period piece about the 2000s. Hmm. Would how would you feel watching brand new media set in that time using those words? Cuz it's accurate.
0: I mean, we don't really if you think about shows like... We, I haven't gotten to sit down and watch it yet, but I don't think, like, Pen15's using those words.
1: I'm I'm just curious how you would think about it of just, like, you know, th- that was the time.
0: Uh, I imagine they're probably not using those words. Because, like, think about it. In shows that we watched growing up that took place in the 60s, like... White kids probably threw around racial slurs in a way that, like, is not cool and wasn't cool in the 90s. So, like, they probably just don't write them in. True. True. Like, it's not like you're censoring it out. Yeah. Because they were never in there in the first place. Yeah. You're just writing around them and it's like, well, you know, he's not going to call a person of color by a slur. Yeah. We're just not going to write that situation in.
1: I know we're breaking format of what we usually do with this podcast of going through like beat by beat and stuff, but like this is a thing throughout that is throws you loopy because like in this episode you have all these like odd words, and then they do a bit where they break into Leonardo Leonardo's uh, tower, yes, and they do the nineteen sixty six Batman where they throw the rope. Yeah. And they're walking, and then it turns out they're not actually walking up the building. They're doing the camera trick. Thing. Yeah.
0: Why are we walking like Why this? Why are we
1: walking like this? We're almost there. Why are we walking like this? Which is a great bit and it's just weird to see like the this like crass humor like next to very
0: silly humor. <laughs> Yeah, like they have a a Disney World gag. Yeah. With the hitchhiking ghosts.
1: Yeah, that was very funny. Where
0: like, they get
1: the tour of this new place and they just directly do a scene from uh, the Haunted Mansion in Disney World.
0: So you know why Leonardo and Leonardo looks like he does? You know uh, how he looks kind of like Hans Gruber? Yeah. They wanted Alan Rickman to do the voice. Really? Yeah, Alan Rickman didn't end up doing it because he was too expensive and ABC said no.
1: So they got
0: Alec the best Baldwin. Al-
1: oh yeah, Alec, I guess. They got Alec Baldwin, and I spent the whole first episode going, "How do I know this voice?" Ah, Jack Donaghy.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Thirty Rock, such a good show. Um, so you know how they're doing that plan from the Secret Diary of De- of uh, Desmond Pfeiffer?
1: Yes, let we, this happened so quickly that we need to like discuss it. Oh yes, we do. They are trying to figure out a way to stop Leonardo Leonardo because apparently making this quicker stop is a 58-step plan to destroying the planet. Like, it ends with them, like, leaving in a spaceship and nuking Earth. Yes. And they're like, all right, so how are we going to do this? Well, let's watch, what was the
0: name of the show? Uh, The Secret Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer.
1: The Secret Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer. And they're like, all right, we'll follow this, this plan. (laughs) and he says all right first we have to dress up like a woman and then they just cut to leonardo leonardo being arrested randall dressed as a woman and them going it worked
0: so something we have to talk about with the secret diary of desmond pfeiffer yeah real show really aired four episodes on upn interesting literally we could do it on this podcast
1: huh did, does he dress up as a
0: woman or whatever? I didn't watch it. I figured I'd save that for the... Save that for the customers, Noah. What a weird thing for... All right. It's so Kevin Smithy. Yes. So, and then we have... Uh, when the shows run a little short, which some of... The, about half of them do? Yeah. There's an outro PSA. Yes. Of uh, Safety Tips with Jay and Silent Bob.
1: Yeah, kind of like your G.I. Joe cartoon.
0: Yeah, like The More You Know, Knowing's Half the Battle... Yes. Sailor Moon had them.
1: Yeah, Inspector Gadget.
0: And this one was like about not leaving campfires.
1: Yes, t- tie your food up in a tree. Yes. Uh, and these are very jarring because they all involve yelling at Charles Barkley. Who voices himself. I'd imagine. And in these, Silent Bob talks. Yes. And if this was meant to be the first episode, it's very confusing to break that premise, like, in the first episode. Because I know Silent Bob talks in almost every movie, Mm -hmm. but you save that till Act 3. Right. Where, you know, no ticket. And it's like, oh, he spoke. Ha. But, like, to burn it off so quickly before you've even established him as a character to what would probably be a largely new audience, very confusing.
0: My thought is, like, and I, I don't have any proof of this, this is my theory, uh, that the network said, like, he has to talk. Could be that the network has to talk. Uh, I mean, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was just my theory. Um, so then we have the second episode. Yes. The Clip Show, wherein Dante and Randall are locked in the freezer and remember some of the great moments in their lives. This That episode. is really the title of the episode. When I read it in that voice... Those are the actual legal episode titles.
1: This is possibly one of the most brilliant episodes of television I've seen. Okay. It, I, I'm going to say something huge right now. hmm It's better than the clip show episode of Community. Uh... Because they're all, like, they're also kind of doing a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, as the title states, they get locked in a freezer, and they're like, like, let's talk about all these wild times. And it's all from the previous episode. Yes. Which is hilarious. It works a little bit better had they had aired that episode.
0: Yes, which is probably, this aired, like, second. This aired originally on June 7th, 2000. Okay. So, this aired second, and was just weird. So,
1: they They mostly, in the first, like, act of this show, only flash back to the first episode. And they mostly flash back to, why are we walking like this?
0: Which they do, actually, in a later episode as well.
1: Yeah, which I think is a great running gag.
0: And then, there's a couple of, like, montage moments. Like, the first half is just from the last episode. But then they're like, we had other stuff happen besides last week. Well... Like, they reference it real hard. They reference a lot of stuff. I don't think they ever reference the movie. No. Which is what you'd think they'd do. No, they have a a montage of themselves uh, harassing celebrities.
1: Yes. Including
0: Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Gwyneth Paltrow. Who
0: who plays herself. Who
1: plays herself. I thought so. And I'm going to bring this up because, like, unconfirmed, but I have this memory of, like, Kevin Smith saying this in an interview, that in this, they throw a soda at Matt Damon... And they said, up yours, Matt Damon. And I was always under the impression from this interview that Matt Damon was at the table read despite not having any lines. And, it wouldn't
0: surprise me. And he
1: did not know that until the episode was over and he got very upset. Uh, which I, I love to think that that happened. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite bits that they do is after flashing back so many times to just one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like other stuff happened and Randall says yeah remember when we got locked in a freezer and you
0: kind of expect
1: them to flash back to just earlier in that
0: episode but they reference a different time yeah
1: they reference a different time where they're in a freezer and when they're in the freezer they're like
0: oh yeah I remember
1: that they cut back to the
0: freezer remember that other time we got locked in a freezer well and they (laughs) keep saying like we gotta make sure this never happens again let's make sure this
1: doesn't happen again (laughs)
0: Uh, there's also a montage of them, like, going to a convenience store exchange program where they're working in a U.K. Yes! Just so they can use a gay slur repeatedly in a scene.
1: Yes. They, That's
0: the whole reason the scene exists. They,
1: they use, uh, I, th- I think I can say this word because I'm going to use it as its British term, uh, but they use the British term for cigarette, Do you remember that contest we won? Two weeks in merry old London, England? Working in an English convenience store. Ah, this is the life. We've just got to get away more often. Pack of fags. You're a fag. It's a cigarette, mate. I'm not your mate, fag. Boy, it wasn't until years later that we found out what fag really meant. (laughs) Right, mate? You're a fag. No, a fag's a cigarette, remember? You're a cigarette. Which really confused me when I was playing Halo with a bunch of British guys once. You should
0: have seen my face when I was 14 in England. Yeah. During the World Cup. I was like, is there going to be like a ritual burning of someone? Because they were like, oh, let's go light up. uh," And I was like, do I need to call someone? Because I was like a child. And like. And dumb.
1: This is is a, a very Kevin Smith. Used word in his films. Yeah. He uses it as a slur. So like it's unsurprising that we go down this route. Yeah. But uh, I I will say that if you don't know that that's what they call a cigarette, it's very confusing and like you can get a pretty good chuckle out of it. Yeah. (laughs) But like beyond that, there's not, I don't see value in that word being used for comedy purposes.
0: No. Uh, And then they do, like, an ending where they do Stand By Me. The ending of Stand By Me. Yes. Because uh, they establish that Randall and Dante met through Dante's cousin, Skeeter. Yes. And they do the end where it's like, here's what happened to each one of them. Uh, Jay kind of, like, narrates what happened to each person. And then, you know... Skeeter dies in Vietnam, which doesn't even work in time.
1: No, not at all.
0: So, it, and then somebody's Senator Blutarski, which is a uh, Animal House reference. Right. And then we have another Jay and Silent Bob uh, cartoon. Oh, there's also a joke about burn wards. Oh, they're yeah. They're repeatedly in burn wards yeah, for some they're, they're
1: accidentally walking into burn wards and getting, like, mentally scarred, which is, like, kind of gross if you think about it too much.
0: yeah. And then they do the magic trick sequence at the end where it's like a satanic magic trick. Oh,
1: this is a great joke.
0: The rainy day one? Yeah,
1: they're like, we're going to teach you how to make a coin disappear.
0: Hold it, kids. Oh my God, it's Jay and Silly Bob.
1: That's silent, Bob. An NBA great Charles Barkley. Hey, kids. I thought we told you to get out of (laughs) here. Now that he's gone, how would you kids like to learn a magic trick? Yay! Watch what happens when we take an ordinary quarter, cover it with this glass and a handkerchief, and say the magic words, alak nooch It's gone! That's right. Now how would you, and you at home, like to learn the secret? First, get your mom's permission to use the scissors, find a piece of paper, three pieces of tape, and an ordinary drinking glass. First, we cut a small paper circle and tape it to the glass. That way, the quarter's covered when we put the glass over it. Then we say the magic words, and invoke the Dark Lord, saying we offer this girl's soul to you, Master.
0: And the quarter is gone. Ta-da! That's great! I'm scared. Yeah, and it's like a really funny, a very adult swimmy little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we give you this soul, Master. Woof. And the coin is gone.
0: Guess who one of the writers of this episode was?
1: Kevin Smith.
0: A good guess. Nailed it! Uh, but there are other writers.
1: Well, you, I mean, you didn't ask me for all of them. You asked me for one, and I got it right.
0: All right, well, name another one.
1: Well, I want my prize for my first one.
0: Your prize, then I'll tell you who the second one is.
1: Jason Muse
0: No. See, no, you risked your prize. I didn't know I was risking my prize. Well, gameplay changes here on Stay Doomed. Oh. I found out we could do that. <laughs> so many other game shows do. That's true. Uh Paul Dini? Paul Dini. He is the creator of Harley Quinn. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was a cool, cool information.
1: Yes, who who Kevin Smith named his daughter after.
0: Oh, that's weird when you think about it. This would have been right around when his daughter, like, would have been born, too.
1: I mean, that's probably why he named his daughter Harley Quinn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, So then we have episode three, which is... (gasps) Leonardo is caught in the grip of an outbreak of Randall's imagination, and Patrick Swayze either does or does not work in the new pet store.
1: Okay. This is weird. There's a new pet store, and in it, Patrick Swayze works. Yes. He's like cleaning the cages. But Patrick Swayze does not voice himself.
0: No. Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried! Why? <laughs> um, I have a theory. I'd love to hear your theory. Um, Kevin Smith, this is like peak neckbeardy Kevin Smith. Like, he's grown out of a lot of his bad habits. Yeah. I could totally see it being like he resents handsome dudes. Yeah, I mean. Th- so they have to make Kevin Smith down a peg and unattractive?
1: Uh, cause my, my, one of my favorite Kevin Smith stories, I was a big Kevin Smith fan in college is the one person he hates most is Tim Burton. hmm And they asked Tim Burton in an interview, like, did you read what Kevin Smith said about you in some, I don't know, I forget, I forget what he wrote, but he wrote like an article about Tim Burton. And they asked Tim Burton if he'd read it, and Tim Burton said, I would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith used that as... Uh, motivation to write a book so he could use that quote on the book jacket. So Kevin Smith's book says I would never read anything by Kevin Smith. Tim Burton.
0: There are two directors that I totally understand disliking.
1: Is it those two?
0: I didn't say they were the only two. (laughs) Uh, But they are two of them. Yes. Really most auteur directors are... Yeah, not the greatest yet. Yeah.
1: yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you.
0: Uh, I could go on like a seven-page dissertation about problems I have with Quentin Tarantino.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Um,
0: and just seven pages of man sure does love the N-word. Yeah, and he feet He's, Yeah. Those are his two things he cares about.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Randall is concerned because there's a monkey that lives in the pet store Mm -hmm. next door. Jay and Silent Bob, of course, want the monkey so they can teach it how to smoke. Right. Foreshadowing what will eventually be the plot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back.
0: Yeah. Because not like a lot of people saw this show.
1: Dante tells Randall to make sure he brings in the burritos when they arrive.
0: Yeah, there's a shipment of frozen burritos. Yes.
1: Randall forgets or refuses, because it's Randall, and they sit in the sun all day. Yes. And uh, he tells him, all right, throw them away." And instead of throwing them away, he sells them to Leonardo, Leonardo because apparently they're gourmet. So he makes a crap ton of money, and it makes Leonardo, Leonardo very sick. Mm-hmm. Before we get into any more plot, there this is the start of another just weird running gag. Yeah, where uh, Randall says, "I was gonna throw them away, but there was this big bee." Mm-hmm. And then throughout the rest of the the series, the this big bee, like, stops a lot of things from happening. Like, it happens to Dante. Like, there's something else they're going to do, but they're worried the bee will be there.
0: So, this is actually also an episode that starts with a frame device. Um, the cold open in this episode, cause it's important because the character that they introduce comes in through the episode,
1: Oh, oh my god, I forgot about They this. do the Q&A. This and a. is super important. Excuse me.
0: Uh, where they're like, why are why is it just men? Why is it just men? Why
1: are there no women in your show? Are you afraid of women?
0: Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, why are there no black people on your show? And they introduce Lando. Yes. A black character. He's not Billy D Williams.
1: I'm sure they wanted him to be.
0: Oh, I'm sure they did, but he's not.
1: And they're like, be on the lookout for Lando. He'll be popping in and out, giving us advice. And they just keep walking by him on the street and going, hey, Lando. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. And that's it. This is, like, this is bad. Like, they're saying, like, that there are no women in this show. And they're hanging that lampshade on it. There are are no African-American characters. And they're hanging that lampshade on it. So like... The show
0: mistakes addressing the issues or acknowledging the issues for addressing them.
1: I don't think they do. I think it's very clear. Like, they're very obviously aware of what they're doing. I think this functions very well as a joke. Okay. Of like... This idea of we as white people... Realize that we did not include enough minorities. So we're going to. And they do a horrible job of it. Like, I think that works as a premise. I think that works as a joke. And I think they execute it well. Is the joke good enough to then not include any women or minorities in your show?
0: I don't think so. I mean, it's super. There's not a lot of characters in the show, there's only like five characters. Like, um, this, and like this bit is funny, but it's not funny enough. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, I get, it. I still get it, I still get the laugh. Uh, it's a little weird. <laughs> James Woods is in this episode as a CDC employee.
1: Yes, because uh, we we need to explain what happened. since Leonardo Leonardo gets sick. Uh, Randall believes it's because of the monkey, and we're in an outbreak situation. Right. So. The the town gets quarantined and they're gonna nuke
0: it. I think. Yes, and the mayor is dressed as Mayor McCheese.
1: <gasps> See again, this is where we're just random silliness shows up.
0: He was gonna be a recurring character, like Mayor Adam West and Mayor uh, Quimby. Okay, he was just gonna always be dressed as Mayor McCheese. Is mayor for McCheese. Reason. And then there's kind of like a gross AIDS joke. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. That's kind of what this episode is.
0: Yeah, but like the ep- the part where he's like, oh, I have the, I forget the name of the virus uh, that the monkeys allegedly have.
1: M- Matungan
0: or something? Yeah, it's a- something a white person said sounded African. Um,
1: <laughs> Accurate.
0: <laughs> and they're like, we need to pick a-, a good picture for your obituary. And it's Leonardo Leonardo and I think like David Bowie and Elton John outside of Studio 54
1: oh, wow, this totally did not click.
0: And they're like, no, 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 not that one. And that's why he's leaning so hard and like, say I have this virus, nothing else.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, It's none an AIDS this, joke. None of that clicked.
0: And this is, like, late 90s, where, like, this is kind of, like, we're starting to leave the crisis mode of the AIDS crisis in the 90s, but it's still present. Yeah, this is
1: before... I hate that I actually do use this as a yardstick, but this is before the South Park AIDS episode. Yes. Where, uh...
0: Jared. Subway Jared. Subway
1: Jared Jared has AIDS and he means personal assistance. And, uh... I I find that episode very interesting because it ends with him doing the bit where they think he has AIDS. But he really means assistance. And he's beating a dead horse. Like, I was like, that is really clever. And then it ends with them saying AIDS is finally funny. Because it's been 23 and a half years, I think. It's the it's the, the official length you have to wait before something is funny. This episode airs before that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it also, like... there's be, There's been comedy in regard to AIDS. Like, there's always comedy about topics. Yeah. I'm sure in, like... In, like, especially gay media in the 90s, there were comments and jokes about AIDS because it was a little more gallows humor. Yeah. Because it was really the problem that, like, all communities were facing, but the gay community was facing worst. And so it's, like, this weird, it's just also in very poor taste. Yeah. Like, if he's gonna die, please don't let anybody think he died He'd rather die of this weird monkey virus. That
1: flew right over my head. Uh, That's... mm, mm, Not a fan.
0: Yeah, like... So then, they're gonna nuke the town. Yes. And I hate this scene so much.
1: Well, the only way to stop it is if they can just convince the stealth bombers that are coming to disobey their orders and just not nuke the town based off of a speech Dante will give.
0: Yes. Very, you know, inspiring 80s movie.
1: And Dante tries to give an impassioned speech about how, like, everything's okay. uh, Randall did it because he's an idiot. You know, I want to live. And then Randall grabs the speaker from him and says, and I'm gay. Yep. And the stealth bomber said and he's like tries to d- deny it and he's like stop screwing around he's like listen i know it's tough to be gay if you admit that you're gay we will not bomb the town so they're in this life or death situation the lives of you know thousands are on the line but dante has to say he's gay
0: and they're like and dante hicks of 21 grove street yes like doxing him as hard as they can
1: yeah, this is one of those things where I I I use this phrase whenever I'm, I'm teaching comedy, which is binary comedy. Mm-hmm. The ones and zeros kind of work out on this one as a funny bit, right? Like he's in a situation where he has to do this embarrassing thing because all these lives are important, so he has to do it. and He just kind of has to live with it, but there's still just that inherent, just like. This is gross. Yep. The problem with it is, and like, uh, let me put on my old man hat for a moment. This isn't like the tirade I went on with Heil Honey, I'm Home, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, yo, this is offensive. It's just, this is juvenile. Yeah. Like, I get why people think it's funny, but like... The funniness comes from a lot of, like, ignorance and and not, like, willful ignorance. Just, like, you don't have enough experience to know that you're, like, kind of hurting people with this. Yeah. That the idea of being gay is the worst thing that this person could, like... Th- the idea that people will think you're gay is the most horrible experience you could go through. Like, that's not a message we should put out there. No, I really... <laughs> and then giggle about
0: yeah, I mean, I have, my note here is this show ages really poorly.
1: It ages super poorly.
0: It is very much a product Cause of time.
1: When we were watching this is when I start thinking, can I? what will happen if I watch old Kevin Smith? Yeah. Like, can I go back and watch Clerks and still enjoy it? Or will I have this feeling of like, oh, I used to laugh at this.
0: I've had that with Mallrats, where, like, parts of Mallrats hold up, parts of it really don't. Really?
1: Oh. Mallrats used to be my favorite.
0: Dogma was my favorite, and that's probably no, held Dogma's up the best. my favorite.
1: You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Dogma is my favorite. <laughs> uh, and I never actually did see all of Chasing Amy.
0: Chasing which Amy Which I is... feel
1: like will age the worst.
0: Um, I saw Chasing Amy in, like, college, and it had aged badly when I was in college. I imagine. So, and that was some time ago? That was (laughs) years ago?
1: Yeah. Let's keep going. Uh,
0: Episode four. (gasps) A dissertation on the American justice system by people who have never been inside a courtroom, let let alone know anything about the law, but have seen way too many legal thrillers. Okay. This was the first episode to air on May 31st, 2000.
1: This, like, now that we're talking about it, this makes sense that ABC put it first because mm-hmm. it's the probably the least offensive episode okay and it it again it feels like clerks uh and i I believe
0: mm. there's an entire racist bit there's two real racist bits in this show
1: yeah there are but like compare it to the other episodes is
0: fair what I'm saying
1: um but i it should be noted that Almost every episode starts with Dante waking up on a pile of clothing. Right. Like.
0: He never sleeps in a bed.
1: Because he never sleeps in a bed. But that's how Clerks opens. Yeah. Like the movie opens with a phone ringing and Dante falls out of his closet. Which is something I've never understood. But I like that they kept it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Apparently Dante was sleeping in his closet because it was darker. Because his bedroom was too bright in the morning. As per Kevin Smith. Oh. All right. That doesn't make sense why he was sleeping on a pile of clothes in the show, but I guess you control the lighting in the show a little bit. Yeah, I just,
1: I like that they did, like, keep... Oh, yeah, that's just just a weird quirk about Dante, is that he doesn't sleep in his bed. Yeah. So...
0: In this one, uh, Jay slips in a puddle of soda. Yes. And is going to sue the Quick Stop for $10 million.
1: Yeah. Well, that... He slips in soda that was negligently left on the floor by Randall. And then a lawyer happens to walk in and is like, Hey, do you think that this guy could win a case against us? Because we left orange soda on the floor, didn't clean it, and he slipped and fell. And it was entirely our fault. And the lawyer says, I don't have time for this. And then Randall badgers him.
0: Until he takes the Until case. Until
1: he takes the case. Because
0: uh, Dante and Randall have switched jobs for the morning. Dante is supposed to go work at the video right. store and Randall's supposed to go work at the convenience store.
1: And Randall had screwed it up Immediately. within a minute. And But it should be noted that when the fall happened, Dante was back in charge. So thus, Dante's being sued and Randall is not. Correct. So they end up having to go to trial. Uh, Dante doesn't have a lawyer, so it's Randall.
0: Because in the state of Virginia, you can represent yourself if you pass the bar. Neither Mm of them passed the bar, and they are not in Virginia. Yes,
1: They don't know that.
0: And then the jury is made of NBA All-Stars? Yes. And Randall decides he's going to make the jury feel like he's one of them.
1: Well, boys... The key here is to let them know that you're one of them. One of them. Hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. Huh? He knows what it's like when the guy in the supermarket won't take your food stamps. <laughs> or how it feels to wait all month for your welfare check. <laughs> hey, ho. Oh. Hey! Ho! Now, this is weird. Okay? Like, first off, it's weird that NBA are, All-Stars are the jury. I don't know why this is happening. Allen Iverson's there, Philly. Aye, woo. But it's very strange that this is just happening at all. And then they're like, we don't know how what to do with uh, an all-black jury. So they Randall gets the advice to make you feel like you're one of them from... Lando. Yes. So Lando does have like a a moment. Randall is extremely racist.
0: So racist.
1: Randall is ignorant. Yeah. He really... The
0: joke is that Randall's an idiot and a racist. Yeah,
1: it's not... the, The joke isn't, ah, black people have welfare checks. It's like, oh, Randall's an idiot. And this is basically a major plot point in Clerks 2. Yes. Where he doesn't realize certain words are racist and instead of...
0: I'm taking it back.
1: Yeah, he decides he's going to take it back and make it not racist instead of just not using it. Oh. <laughs> that being said, I love how this episode ends. Yeah. It ends with... You, you love this? Well, it ends with... A series of dream sequences. Because it starts with uh, Dante's going to prison. Mm -hmm. And then Dante wakes up and it was all a dream. And they go to the courtroom and Dante is found innocent and they give $10 million to Randall. And then Randall wakes up it's a dream. And then they go to the courtroom again and... Dante is guilty and Judge Reinhorn gets a new uh gets to do a new Judge like, Reinhold. Yeah, he he gets to do a yeah, a new show. And then he wakes up and then it's a dream. Like the playing with the the device of, oh it's all a dream to erase a problem. Just doing it too much is yeah. really funny to me.
0: It is a really solid it's one of the most solid bits in the show.
1: And then it ends with We're sorry.
0: Due to circumstances beyond our control, the script to the rest of the episode was lost on its way overseas. Luckily, the episode was finished by the Korean animators. We hope you enjoy the new ending. We find in favor of... Big American Party! Yay! Everybody disco dancing! Lots of fun, good time for all! I'm having very good time!
1: And it cuts to Korean animation.
0: (laughs) It cuts to a very anime look. Yes. Animation, like, perhaps as if uh, the writers of the show couldn't quite differentiate? No,
1: that's Korean animation. That is not Japanese animation that's being shown.
0: Really? Because it has a lot of the, like, anime tropes that people the, would think they of They are
1: very similar, but Japanese animation tends to be smoother with a lot of panning shots. Mm-hmm. While Korean is a lot of, like, still with, like, stuff in the background... And then, like, a character walking across the, the screen is only, like, six frames of animation. Like, that's a very Korean style.
0: Yeah, I meant more of, like, the fact that it was, like, a Transformer and, like, giggling girls and... I meant the subject matter that they show in that scene feels very anime tropey. I mean, I don't know who
1: animated... It might have been a Korean studio that did, uh,
0: Voltron? I'm not sure.
1: Uh, like, I'm not sure off the top of my head. But, like, as someone that watches a lot of cartoons, this read more Korean than, than anime to me. Okay. Uh, and it, it has my favorite line. This was the line I almost opened the show with. But I don't know why this is so funny to me.
0: Who's driving? Oh my god, Bear is driving!
1: How can that be? And it's just a bear driving a car.
0: Oh no, Bear is driving. Oh no, Bear is driving! I love that! <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. I'm really not sure either.
1: But, like, this is a prime example, and there's gonna be an even more prime example of starting with this very Clerks esque plot of Randall gets Donde in a tough situation. And we end in Looney Tunesville of this, like, not even a, a solution. No. Just stuff happens.
0: Uh, now we have the next episode.
1: Yes, what is that one called, Laura?
0: <sighs> Dante and Randall and Jay and Silent Bob and a bunch of new characters in Lando take part in a whole bunch of movie parodies, including but not exclusive to The Bad News Bears, The Last Starfighter, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, plus a high school reunion. Yeah. I I almost feel like that tells you almost everything you need to know. Yeah. So they go to their high school Good sc- summary. They go to their high school reunion and uh it is established that every woman Randall was ever with uh has now become a lesbian. Has,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's this weird ebb and flow throughout the this episode of like Randall thinks that he's the ultimate man. Yes. Because no man would do after they've had Randall Graves.
0: Yeah, he takes it as a compliment.
1: We as the audience take it as he is such a horrible man that that the female species give up on men and only start to date themselves. It is instead... Like a good luck Chuck situation. Yeah. Where it, like, you just change as a person after you've been with Randall.
0: Yeah, it's the weird, like, magical realism of the clerk's animated shoot. He ends
1: up having sex with someone at the uh, reunion and then starts playing a video
0: game. Yeah.
1: And another girl walks by.
0: That Randall had once been with that we've established.
1: Yeah, and she says, I would never say this before, but for some reason I am now urged to be with you. And they go off together.
0: No, the one woman goes, do you want to get out of here? And the girl Randall had just been with goes, I didn't think i did this, but yes. Yeah, so like, it's not, it
1: has nothing to do with Randall and his performance. It's just something about having sex with him makes you a lesbian.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's also like this really weird, gross joke about like, oh, you know, these are the reunions for the class of 90, the class of 80, and the class of 70. Well, what's left of the class of 80.
1: What was this? It
0: was really reminiscent of the Challenger explosion, and it was gross.
1: The class of 80 apparently just got on a rocket ship that explodes.
0: Grad night was on a rocket. Because they were calling it, like, their grad night. And, like, I don't understand
1: how this joke isn't supposed to remind you of the Challenger explosion.
0: Yeah, it's not even,
1: like, and it's not really even a joke. So it's really just feels like, hey guys, remember this tragedy. Yeah. Like, I don't get, like, especially because a teacher died on yes. the Challenger. So, like, and
0: tons of kids were watching it live.
1: So, like, I felt like that's just what he was referencing. And it's weird. There's no joke here. No. It's just like, hey, this happened.
0: All right. Ew. Yeah. It's very Adult Swimmy. I I don't even think that's fair. I do. I, I've never
1: seen an Adult Swim show just be like, hey, tragedy. Remember? Like, with every other joke in this, uh, in this show... That like I find like kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. I can like in the back of my mind go, I can see why some people think this is funny.
0: This one you can't.
1: This one I cannot. And with Adult Swim, there's a lot of stuff that happens, and like the reason it's funny is that it's not funny. It's just like weird. Mm-hmm. Like the, a lot of Adult Swim, like something that's Adult Swimmy to me is just like. You turn it up so weird that it's like an uncomfortable laughter of like, I don't know what I'm watching. This is just a reference to, it's like, it it actually is a family guy cutaway. Yeah. But the family guy cutaway is just, hey, remember an awful thing. Yeah. Why?
0: It sucks. You're not going to find a defense for me. I think it's terrible.
1: Yeah, I just, I also feel like that none of what happens in that scene embodies Adult Swim.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I do. I find it totally consistent with Adult Swim of, like, that playing violence for, like, that playing a violent thing for laughs. I don't. Like, oh, I get what you're saying there.
1: Like, you're like your Metalocalypse. Yeah. Where, like, the bit is, like, someone gets hit with an axe. I get that. But there's something very different than like random character dies versus random character ends up in the same situation as a horrible experience. Like
0: we're gonna have to agree to disagree because I still feel like it's very tonally like Adult Swim. I I'm, I
1: I I want to understand your view, is all.
0: Um, I just I find it a lot of Adult Swim's humor to be that. That kind of not funny, where it's like, ha ha ha, violence, look, those people are dead. Yeah, and and I, I agree. I mean, a lot you. of times, they're not directly referencing an incident, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what you want me to be saying. Like, no, well, these times, it's directly, re-, but I find it tonally consistent. Okay, okay. Like, that kind of, like, look, it is funny because he gets dead.
1: okay. I get you, I get you. Yeah,
0: like, that's why I hate it. And I'm This just, like, just feels grosser. <laughs> I find a, um, you're a white guy, so I don't think you realize how gross a lot of Adult Swim stuff is. Okay. Because, like, as a woman watching Adult Swim, I find a lot of Adult Swim uncomfortable and gross. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: I thought you'd have an example.
0: I, not off the top of my head, because I actually do go out Did of my way. avoid it? I go out of my way not to watch it. You know what? The last time we watched Adult Swim, we actually watched a very weird episode of Family Guy. Uh, it was called Screams of Silence, the Story of Brenda Q.
1: Oh, yeah. Screw that episode. What the fuck is that? Like, I try not to curse on this show, and we're getting off topic here, but we're discussing, like, w- incorrectness in comedy. This is... That is... That whole episode is so fucked. Yeah. It, it, it's... Uh... About Quagmire's sister just in an abusive relationship.
0: Yes. And it's horrible. It handles abusive relationships terribly. Um, It's also very unnecessarily violent. Yeah. And, like, very graphically violent. But that's what a lot of these shows... Like, that's the first one that comes roaring to mind. Because I do actually go out of my way at this point to avoid Adult Swim. Because, like, there's a difference between,
1: like, the slapstick... A, a, an a weight that weighs exactly sixteen pounds falls on top of you, type of Looney Tunes violence, and the violence where it's like, oh no, you see the blood and you see which bones are broken. Yeah, that's like, I don't understand why I'm supposed to laugh at this.
0: But like, I find a lot of Adult Swim stuff uncomfortable, and they have a lot of. I know there's uh, been more progress. But now I also don't have Adult Swim as a channel anymore.
1: Yeah, I've I've fallen. I've I haven't been in the pool in quite some time. Uh, it, I, I think I just like Frisky Dingo and uh, Xavier a lot, and and Lucy. So like I don't want a, them to be in the cesspool of other Adult Swim shows. The only
0: Adult Swim show I really like is Bob's Burgers.
1: Which is a Fox show. Yep. Let's be real. That's not an Adult Swim show.
0: I know, but I just like Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Um,
1: so, in this show... It should also be noted, since we're kind of on this tangent, Adult Swim aired this.
0: Yes. <laughs> Adult Swim aired this in, like, 2006, I want to say? They, like, started airing them much, much later. On, yes. They had a Friday night run in uh, 2008.
1: Because I remember it coming to Adult Swim being like, I've always heard about this. I want to see it. And like, so quickly being like, oh, well, that was all of it, huh?
0: So in this episode, we have um, Randall's playing the video game and he's really good at it.
1: Yes, Pharaoh.
0: And he gets the high score and they take him away last Starfighter style. Yes. But instead of being helping with a, a weapon, he is getting taken away to build a pyramid.
1: Yeah. And it's, it
0: sucks. And uh, Dante's coaching a Little League team, but it turns out Jay is technically in fourth grade. Yes. So he can play for their Little League team. And uh, they offer Randall Geishas. Yes. Who become lesbians. Who
1: become lesbians. Uh, this, this does have one of my favorite jokes. As much as it's like, oh, now we're making jokes about slavery. Yeah. Uh, he tries to get a message to Dante. Yes. So he steals a piece of paper and a bottle, cuts his finger, and in blood writes, like, Dante, this was a mistake. I need help. Randall. And he puts it in a bottle and he throws it out the window. Miraculously, this bottle ends up with a bunch of champagne that they're going to have to celebrate this Little League team's victory. Yes. Yes. And Dante goes Bring out the champagne This bottle or This one has a note in it Then throw it away
0: Yes Um, And that's one of the like cleverest
1: <laughs> Like to go that far And, and they, then have it not fa- like, And that then they
0: find fun. Randall because they're looking for the baseball team That they're going to Fight in the Little League World Series Yeah it
1: turns out it, it's it's an Egyptian team <laughs> Oh no Actually this is important uh, Randall is building these pyramids and, like, it looks like Egypt and everyone's like, looks Egyptian. We later find out it's Tom's Rivers, New Jersey?
0: Yes. Just good old Tom's River, New Jersey. I Like, I need to bring
1: this up. Is any state used this way as a joke? I mean... Because, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force takes place at the Jersey Shore.
0: I'm not sure it's entirely fair with Clerks, because Kevin Smith is obviously from New Jersey. So, I, like, I kind of think of it as a little bit different when somebody from New Jersey does it. I'm just trying to think
1: if, of another medium or another show where the joke is mentioning a state. The only one I can think of is Wayne's World, where they're like, or we could go to Delaware. Wow, I'm in Delaware. Like, beyond that, <laughs> like, New Jersey is is like the official punchline state of America.
0: I don't know. Like, you hear whenever there's any kind of, like, inbreeding or, like, hillbilly jokes. Like, you hear, this isn't Alabama. Yeah. This isn't West Virginia. Yeah. Those two largely, West Virginia Florida and Florida is
1: another one that's Florida really... Man. try Yeah, Florida man and stuff like that. But like... Do
0: you know why Florida man's a thing?
1: Because of all the news stories that start with Florida man does X.
0: No, but do you know why that's a thing? It's not because Florida has a disproportionate number of crazy people. It's because their laws about releasing information are looser than most states. Oh. So you, they can just tell you more stuff. Oh. Interesting. That's what you find out about all this crazy crap they do in Florida is because the laws are looser. So it's about-
1: happening everywhere. We're just not talking oh, about it. Oh, you
0: know it. some of that's happening in New Jersey. Interesting. But anyway,
1: that being said, like, you, you mentioned, like, when it comes to something being inbred, like, you would say Alabama and stuff like that. Like, you don't need that context when you use New Jersey as a punchline. You're just like, oh, what is this, New Jersey? Like, that joke will work no matter where... If you do a show where someone wakes up in a strange location, looks around and says, what is this, New Jersey? It'll get a laugh no matter where they are. They could wake up in an asylum, a junkyard, the ocean.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's a joke in, like, the highest recent piece of art has a line everything's legal in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, it's just, New Jersey's a punchline for some reason.
0: Hamilton has that joke. Yeah. Um, you know, there's another famous musical called the Toxic Avenger musical.
1: Takes place in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, and the first song is Who Will Save New Jersey because it's a whole toxic waste dump. And then the last song is called A Brand New Day in New Jersey. (laughs) Because now Toxic Avenger's the governor of New Jersey.
1: Uh, right. Uh, we, we gotta move on before we, we we are filled with such state pride. Uh,
0: Woo, New Jersey, you, Jersey,
1: suck it! What is this, New Jersey?
0: Everything's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> uh,
1: Dante saves Randall, and they're about to leave. But instead, Dante's like, "There's one more thing we need to do: play ball." And they play, and it's a
0: it's this is Family Guy too to me.
1: Yeah, they play baseball against this like sickly,
0: this malnourished team from Tom's River. Yes,
1: poor slave children, and they win so that they can win the and they're, the like, championship in
0: front of their parents who are upset because these yeah. are like these are parents of missing children, and like
1: this joke is okay. This idea of. What Dante values more than anything, more than, like, what's happened to these people, more than the fact that his friend is kidnapped, is I need to win a trophy because I am that down and out.
0: Yeah. I need this. That
1: I need this victory. And I think uh, just cutting to we win by forfeit would have been enough for that joke. Yeah. Instead, like, we see the children, like...
0: Fall over and collapse fall over of malnutrition. And get,
1: yeah. And I was like... It's one of those things where it's like, I get it, I don't, I don't want this.
0: (laughs) It's very Family Guy, where it's like, this went too long.
1: Yeah, too long and, yeah.
0: So then we have the final episode. (gasps) Last episode ever.
1: (laughs) Yep, I mean, it's accurate.
0: Yeah, that's what that one's called. And this is the one that feels the
1: most clerks.
0: Yes. This feels very clerksy. In that they don't leave the quick stop.
1: Yes. And it opens with them saying, why isn't the show...
0: Oh, this opens with the Comic-Con. Yeah,
1: they're at Comic-Con. And nobody gives a crap about this show. And they're like, why is this show so weird? Why isn't it more like the movies? Or the movie. There's only one at this time. So there's like this like behind-the-scenes plot of Dante and Randall are refusing to leave the store. So it can be more like the movie.
0: Yes. While
1: more insane things are happening right outside the door.
0: And like it amps up into super crazy town.
1: And Morpheus keeps calling on the phone.
0: Yeah, there's a whole Matrix bit that like I feel like it's because they were like, we have to have a movie reference in here.
1: Yeah, which I, I enjoyed this a lot. Because it's just Dante being like, I really don't care about the Matrix. Stop calling. And then one time he calls, he's like, we don't have to talk about the Matrix. We could talk about sports or books or the, the Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> uh,
0: the Comic-Con thing was actually, uh, we accidentally watched them a little bit out of order. So we yeah. watched this part first. And yeah, I maybe. actually really liked this part without the rest of the show. Because mm-hmm. like only four, they come in expecting to be like conquering heroes. They're, they're expecting Hall H in yeah. San Diego. And instead they're getting four people, Yeah. all of whom call them gay. Yeah,
1: all of which who hate them.
0: It's 2,000. They call them gay because it's yeah. 2,000. And then Dante unplugs from The Matrix and then we get into the show.
1: Yes. And we do have a
0: sequence with him unplugging from The Matrix.
1: Right, right. Uh, and the plot is the girl from Clerks, he has a date with. Yeah, Caitlin. Despite the fact we never see her. Because she's busy having sex with everyone, making out. Uh, yeah, because they
0: dancing. defend Caitlyn's virtue, I guess.
1: But she's just making out with everybody, and there's a fair with Ted Danson. Because Ted Danson is coming.
0: Ted Danson is coming,
1: and they're like, "Now nah, we're not going to this fair." So
0: it's just them. Have like, we explained that we have beef with Ted Danson on the podcast? No, I never will. Okay,
1: you have you had to have been there. We get some very like. Clerks conversations, though. Yes. Where they're debating, like, pop culture. And, like, it felt good to see that stuff.
0: And then outside, Crazy Town.
1: Yes. It, it's a shame I don't remember any of the conversations they had. Do, do you?
0: No, I was too busy trying to keep track of all the crap that was happening. Okay. Because there's the fair, the soccer team, the hookers, the vampires. I think there were zombies? Yeah, they find pieces of the soccer team at one point. They find
1: pieces of the soccer. There's also like uh a set of like twins. Yeah. That that are supposed to be like from freaks. Like they say yeah. one of us. I don't think they say google gobble, but they do say one of us. At one yeah, point.
0: they say one of us. There's a part where Randall and Dante feel bad for them and then they feel bad for Randall and Dante.
1: Yes, because they're sad clerks. Yeah. That was fun. Um, this is this is a decent episode because it feels like Clerks finally until the end, and and then at the end we go completely La La Land.
0: We literally go Looney Tunes.
1: Yeah, they they run out of the store and it's white space. Yeah, and the animator starts messing with them. It's that famous Donald Duck cartoon, Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck, that famous Daffy Duck cartoon where it's.
0: They even style Randall to look like that Daffy Duck Yeah, point.
1: to look like that weird flowery thing. So, like, it, it's... I enjoy this as a as an English teacher. But I really enjoy the conflict of creation versus creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, like, a medium. Yeah. It's just because it's it's hard to do. It feels like there's not a lot to play with with that concept. Yeah. But... We only get a few minutes of it, and it's fun. Yeah. Um, it is that issue where the creators, or the creations, Dante and Randall, want to be back in the store, and the creator makes them gay. Yep. I was like, alright, Well, because it turns out the creator is Jay. Because it's Jay, Snoochie Boochies.
0: So, that's Clerks. There were some episodes that they were going to make, but didn't get put into production. Okay,
1: this is interesting.
0: Um... They were going to make Snoogans a catchphrase and make Jay like a rapper. Okay. Uh,
1: G-Spot rock, rocks the G-Spot.
0: Yes. Uh, Jay was going to join a boy band. Cool. And then uh, there was going to be a boy ward. A what? A boy ward, like Robin from Batman. Oh, okay. But they were like, there's probably going to be nothing. They they also at one point talked about trying to do a Saturday morning spinoff called Lowell Clerks. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that was a joke. No, I don't I'm pretty think. sure, like, Kevin Smith said it and somebody's taking it as gospel. Now,
1: I, I bet they could have done that as an episode. Because I believe that is an episode of Drawn Together.
0: Yikes. Ah. Uh,
1: so. So let's talk about this show now as a whole. I really want to like this show. Yeah. And, like, one of... The greatest stories I think ever told. And like I know that's a freaking bold statement to say. Yeah. But I love Randall's arc from Clerks One to Clerks Two. Okay. Like he's this slacker that's kind of like coasting. And then in Clerks Two, you see where that gets him. And he's still Randall, but he is a broken man.
0: Yeah, with no power comes no responsibility.
1: And, like, there's that, that that scene where Randall kind of freaks out so they go go-karting. Yeah. And he's like, why do you always do this? And he's like, it reminds me of a better time.
0: Oof.
1: Like, it, it's like... S- Randall, in the first movie, like, almost exists outside of reality. Right. But, like, he's still there. Like... He he thinks he exists outside of reality, but reality catches him in the second movie. Yeah. And we see, like, the repercussions of that. And, like, him dealing with that. And the ending of Clerks 2, Mm -hmm. like, is one of the most perfect, is this a happy ending to a film I've ever seen.
0: Okay, I have not actually seen Clerks 2.
1: Then I will not tell you what happens.
0: Oh, okay. Uh...
1: Because I think Clerks Two is I love Clerks. I think the first Clerks is a fantastic movie. I think Clerks Two, one and two as a collective story, is a masterpiece. Okay, like to to have all these like wacky, offensive, like gross stuff, and to be able to tell that story throughout is really well done. Mm -hmm. It is a great coming-of-age-too-late story. Okay. This show kind of ruins it. Yeah. Because it's basically, Randall doesn't have any of those repercussions and is even further removed from reality.
0: Yeah, I mean, this show came about during the time where everybody had a late-night cartoon. Right. And this was ABC trying to get one.
1: Yeah, and I get that. But, like, I'm more concerned about the characters of Dante and Randall. Because like, I, I care about these characters. Because okay. I care about th- these movies. And it is... It's a cliche of having the guy who's kind of like struggling to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And the philosopher friend. Yeah. This is Cameron and Ferris Bueller. Like, Cameron is too stressed out. And Ferris slacks off but is always okay. Yeah. In this show, it just doesn't work because Dante's not together enough and not fighting enough. Right. For Randall to be treating him this way and saying, hey, take a break and look around. Yeah. He's also so removed from repercussions that, like, he suffers from Rick Sanchez syndrome. Okay. Of, like,. Randall is horrible. Stop making him your hero. Yeah. Because I knew a lot of people that were just like, I just want to be Randall. And if you just watch this show, of course you want to be Randall. You're basically a superhero.
0: Yeah, because you're doing anything you want with no consequences. Yeah,
1: like, like, it's that, like, what would you do if you knew you had plot armor? Yeah. Type thing. Clerks, The Movies Randall it, like is so real despite the fact that it's so ridiculous it's so real to be like this is what happens like you can live every day at like your last which means you have no plan for tomorrow yeah and like like
0: life sentence oh uh, why did you do that <laughs> Randall Estella Abbott. Confirmed. Stop! Stop right now! I will cry. <laughs> so when he marries the British girl, <laughs> guys, you can't see this, but no I'm going to leave.
1: I'm going to leave. I'm a no. broken man. I just want to. I just want to ride go karts. Does so it stay tuned or stay doomed for you? This is razor's edge right now because, like, there are there are so many redeeming things to. Clerks, where I'm like, that is clever deconstruction of tropes. Like this is stuff that I don't know how you get on television. Plus, like, cringe, easy, uncomfortable, blech. Yeah. What really tips it to me is that it's Clerks. It's something that I find like special in these films. And, like, it. I feel like it taints the films. So it goes to Stay Doomed for me. Because I'd rather this cartoon not exist and it just be the movies.
0: For me, it's Stay Doomed by virtue of the Game Over rule. For it to be successful, you'd have to change a few things. Yeah. Uh, like, you would have to run on a different network. Mm-hmm. You would have to kind of pull... Like, you would have to kind of pull some of the stuff out. Yeah. So, by virtue of the Game Over rule, it is yeah, cause they doomed.
1: You said like the HBO was looking at it. yeah. this would be a perfect twelve minute random interlude like they did with uh, tenacious D on HBO. Yeah, perfect for that. But like,, uh, like I, I know when you sat down to listen to this podcast about Clark's the animated series, you didn't expect a heartfelt speech about my relationship with the Clark's movies. but like, I think the two Clarks movies are a story that are not told enough. And I know it's it's got a bunch of dick jokes in it. But, like... I think it's an important story that not enough people hear. And by including a bunch of dick jokes, you target the audience that needs to hear it. So, like... It's weird for me to say, like, I think this cartoon ruins the movies when it's the same creator. Yeah. Uh, but that that's that's my personal takeaway from this. It's just like I I love clerks too, and this is not the clerks I want. Okay. So yeah, that's why it's a stay doomed for me.
0: I don't have the same relationship you have with the movies. No, clearly not. (laughs) I really like the first one was fine. Um I never cared enough to see the second one. Like I just I I've always been like a person who kind of has their life together-ish. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people who doesn't have a whole lot of sympathy for Randall and Dante. Where I'm just like, get your lives together. Figure yourselves out. Like, yeah. So I don't have that same sympathy for them. I also, and again, this is like from my vantage point of a woman. Of I feel like slacker dudes get their stories told all the time.
1: Yeah, but I feel like they always win. I mean, sure. Because, like, yeah, like I can name all the slacker, like, like perfect score, and you know, all that shit, where they're too cool for school, but like they almost get caught and they get away, Ferris Bueller and stuff like this. It's it's hard to say that they win at the end of Clerks, and like, but like they end up where they should, and I think that's interesting to not have this like fairy tale ending for the slackers who went and saw this film
0: yeah I also like was old enough to be like, they couldn't afford any kind of fairy tale ending anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um because to me, Clerks is similar in some ways, and you're gonna hate this. I always think of it as being a kind of a spiritual cousin of Empire Records, okay, in that they're both this like microcosmic thing of like, this is what's happening in this store. And Empire Records has people like Lucas who are like not really going to get out of the store. Mm-hmm. And it's got characters like Liv Tyler's character, whose uh, name currently escapes me, but who's going to go somewhere. Yeah. So you have that, like, I always think of these movies as being very connected. They came out within about a year of each other. Yeah. So I always think of these movies together and I like Empire more. But Blasphemy. I don't care. I don't like Kevin Smith movies that much. Um, No, no.
1: It's a line from Clerks. What did you like better, Jedi or the Empire Strikes Back? Empire. Blasphemy.
0: Yeah, see, I don't have that relationship with Clerks. Um, Like, I saw Clerks in college and just, like, never cared to see it again.
1: Yeah, I I can totally understand that. And... Like, you said that I was going to hate that, but, like, I do enjoy Empire Records. Empire Records, like, when I first saw it, I thought was okay, but it's a movie I think about all the time. Because it's a very good film, and it's a great slice of life.
0: Slice of life is, like, kind of what I'm thinking of. Like, Mm -hmm. Empire Records builds to a crescendo of they save the store. Yeah. Clerks does not have the budget to build up to that kind of climax. Like, they're not having a rooftop dance party well, with a full band at the end of Clerks. Well, the, the, end,
1: the end of Clerks... Do you, do you remember how Clerks ends? Vaguely. The end of Clerks is they decide they're going to get their lives together. Right. Like, they have this kind of, like, aha moment where they're like, we can't just spend our lives in this store for the rest of our lives. Let's do it. And Randall pulls down a sign and says, hey, you're closed. And throws it at Dante. And it kind of leaves the viewer with this feeling of, that was his last day at the store. We just saw the end of Clerks. Mm-hmm. And Clerks 2 ends with, no, or begins with, nothing changed. And they actually say in a, in the movie at some point, like, we took three, or we took like three credits of college in criminal justice. What were we going to be? Batman? And to kind of have that moment of, like, see, they get better. In reality, they didn't put the work in. <laughs> like, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, I guess, like, having not seen Clerks 2, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, then I get you. <laughs> so, like, the last time I saw it is this much quieter, like, well, we're gonna get our lives together. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, that was the much lower budget version of the happy ending.
1: Yeah, because... Do you know the original ending of Clerks?
0: Yes, I do know that uh
1: Dante, Dante was, supposed was supposed to, to bite to, it.
0: Yeah, Dante was supposed to be shot in an armed robbery.
1: Yeah. Uh which I, I, I kind of feel ruins that movie. Sorry, Kev, I know that you sure.
0: Yeah, Miramax was like, We're not gonna force you not to use it, but we really don't think you should.
1: Yeah. Believe it or not, this is gonna get a sequel in like fifteen years.
0: And to be fair, I think that scene would have ruined the movie.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like I get it. But it's still not great. Uh, What ends up happening to them, I think, is wonderful.
0: And I think that's one of the things that, like, turned me off about Clerks is, like, you know, it's them being like, oh, well, we're going to get our lives together. And then because of the budgetary constrictions and time constrictions with Clerks, like, we never, there's no flash forward. We don't see what happens to them. Obviously, I'm taking Clerks the movie alone. Yeah. Um, So to me, I'm like, ah. if I had a dime for every time I had a guy friend who was like, yeah, I'm going to get my life together. I mean,
1: I know a lot of people (laughs) like that as well. So the fact that it rings very true to me, I just, I like that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. The, The 90s had that very, like, slacker chic quality where, like, it was glamorizing stuff like this. And I'm just like, eh. I'm more of like, you ever seen the movie Election?
1: You know what? I couldn't get through it.
0: Yeah, I always loved Tracy Flick. Okay. And I always, like, got Tracy Flick. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, one of these weird personality lines of, like, I liked Tracy and I got Tracy. I know a lot of guys who can't get through that movie.
1: Hmm. I might have to give that one a try again.
0: I think it's gonna be weird for you to watch now, like, Mm -hmm. knowing me so well. And being like, oh yeah, I can see the Laura in this. Well,
1: I, th- I I think also as a dude going into it, and you see Matthew Broderick, you're like, fun Ferris Bueller times, please. Nope, nope. Nope, nope. You, you gonna fight a lizard then? No? Alright, well, I'm done.
0: So, what are we doing next good, week? Good chat. <laughs> yeah, what are um, we doing next week?
1: Next week, uh, we're... We- I'm going to say this first is uh, we got DexCon coming up. Yes. Uh, DexCon is one of our bigger cons that takes up all of our time. Yes. So we had to pick something super short, and we owe you a Holmes and Watson episode. Yes, we do. So we're doing Holmes and Watson, damn it. Yeah. So Razzie Month will officially end next week.
0: All right. Um, so the next things we have are uh, by the time, yeah, this will drop before DexCon. Yes. So we'll have 4th of July weekend, we'll be in Morristown, New Jersey for DexCon. And then in the last weekend in July, we'll be in Washington, D.C. for Oticon.
1: Yes, so come see us at Oticon. It's going to be fantastic. If you want to talk to me about examples of when other states are used as a punchline, I'm at TV's Noah.
0: If you want to talk about the gender trouble in the works of Kevin Smith, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.